Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. My name is Chris Detzel, and we now have a long-timer, Nicole Saunders, here. So, Nicole, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back again, Chris. Well, thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. We've had a lot of really good guests, and one of my favorite guests, not really a guest, long-timer, is you. So you keep coming back, and we keep talking about some smart things. So Today, I know we wanted to, we, were, we had a pre-show, and maybe I should record some of these pre-shows, because, you know, you're going <laughs> to... get all the good ideas out ahead of time huh yeah why not but uh we kind of talked about uh this kind of professional development education so one was you know looking at professional development for maybe your staff but also for yourself and how do we do that and so i think that's going to be a good discussion today what do you think I, I agree you know i know it's been top of mind for me we've been working on professional development plans um, at Zendesk and, and with my team and talking a lot about, you know, what are the skill sets that people need to be successful for this job? What are the skill sets that people need to be successful for working sort of in any corporate environment? Mm-hmm. And, and how do you build those skills and how do you get there? And some things are really direct, right? Like everybody needs to know how to build and present a good slide deck. And there are mm-hmm. millions of YouTube videos out there and sample slides. And, you know, that's something where it's like, okay, I'm going to, watch this video and I'm going to practice and then I'm going to give some presentations and I'm going to build up my deck skills. But then there's more nebulous things, right? And it's, it's sort of like all the stuff we were talking about in terms of, you know, how, how do you build up your community management knowledge more broadly? And how do you, how do you do those things? So. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of ways to it. I've never seen an organization from a community standpoint, you know, uh, do that specifically but like you said yeah. there's things like uh c-school there's things like what, what's the other one you mentioned the cmx community mba oh that's right and, and, yeah. and so there are things out there to kind of help you understand community management as a whole my assumption is that they'll talk about content strategy engagement strategy and you know maybe even how to build a community and things like that and you know but something that i always said is a lot of times especially for like you and me you know, that have been in the industry for a long time, what are things that we can do? And I think sometimes you just have to push yourself to go out there and do things like, you know, present outside of your, certainly presenting in front of your company. So that's always a little bit scary if, if you're a first time presenter, you know, it's, it's it's just a matter of doing it. You're going to mess up some, you're going to, you know, but you'll get a lot of good feedback. It's sometimes scary to speak in public and sometimes you got to push yourself to maybe even go outside of that and talk about community management. And that's a little scary because then you have peers judging you. So you mm-hmm. think, you know, about how you, maybe you do sometimes, right? You know, and um, maybe, and, although I would say most of the time people are so supportive, especially in the community I, I, management world. I remember the first time I got up and gave a presentation at CMX and man, I will tell you, I worked on that presentation months. Yeah. Like my husband had it memorized by the yeah. time I got on stage because yeah. I had done it so many times. I'm still tweaking slides the night before the presentation stuff. And you get up there and then you just realize like all of these people want you to be successful. Yeah. They, they want to hear what you have to say. They're not going to judge if you trip up your words or, or forget one little piece. And unless you're saying something really incredibly controversial, probably, you know, you're sharing stuff that's really going to help other people. And it's so important to keep that in mind. I think when most of us think about like presenting or speaking at a conference, we're like, oh my God, I have to be an absolute expert and my case has to be bulletproof. And 
Like it really, it really doesn't. You just need to kind of share your perspective and how you do something. And, and chances are you will blow someone's mind in the audience, you know? No, I, I agree. And, and, and you're right. But sometimes we have this thinking around, well, I'm in front of my peers and, you know, they are going to judge me. Oh my gosh. And the reality <laughs> know if I say something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is, is, is that they, they probably won't, um, you know, but still you've got to get out there and, and even if you do poorly, which a lot of times you won't, if you prepare and you do pretty well, I'm not saying you shouldn't just get out there and just start speaking and, and on a, a topic and not be prepared. I think that's part of, you know, uh, getting out there and, and, and building out your skill set and, and kind of presenting and, and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, that's, that's my thinking around how somebody like myself or somebody like you is, you know, maybe teaching a class, maybe getting out there presenting or, you know, those kinds of things, certainly going to these new conferences that are popping up, you know, around the, the, the U S I mean, I, I saw this conference that's coming up in April that, got on my calendar one not on my calendar but on, on LinkedIn and say hey Chris are you going to this conference thing I was like I don't know anything, anything about it and I started looking and it's like all these community people are getting together and it's like yeah. oh my gosh I don't know I mean I won't be able to make it this time but still you know there's all kinds of things popping up yeah well one of the things that I love about sort of the new more virtual world is that there there are a lot more opportunities to do that stuff it used to be every year I'd like look at the conference calendar and I'd pick like the one that I wanted to like try to get my company to pay for me to go to I'm like, that was it. That was my thing for the year. Yeah, and now yeah. that a lot of these are virtual, you know, I just went to Topia had a community unconference on Wednesday and I went and participated nice. in that. And all I had to do is block a couple hours in my calendar and I got to go connect with people that I've always wanted to meet. Um, uh-huh. And I ran into Alex Angel from Comstore and, and uh, Jamie Cantrell and, and a couple of other like really cool um, community professionals that I've been following on LinkedIn and Twitter and things yeah. like that. I, I suddenly like got to go talk to them. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's so important to get out there and network. And it always surprises me how many people don't do that because I know I've gained so much value from getting out there and talking to other community professionals and hearing how they do things at their organization and just kind of getting, you know, it's so funny. I always talk about this in my own community, right? It's getting those real world experiences from other people that are doing the thing that you're trying to do and, and hearing about it. Um, I also think, and and we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show, you really become an expert at something when you start to teach it. Mm, there have yep. been so many times in my life. I'm, I'm so, I've always loved teaching. I thought about being a teacher earlier in my life. And so typically when I learn a skill, what tends to happen is like, I could try something out. I like it. I learn it. Yeah. And then I eventually get certified and start teaching it. Um, <laughs> I did this great. with, I did this with martial arts as a kid. I've done this with music. Uh, I was taking a class at my gym for a while. And now I teach a dance aerobics class because of it. <laughs> and uh, nice. But the thing is that like, you can get to a really high level. And then once you start teaching it, you get to this whole new level. And there's something about the way that you process the information when you start trying to teach it to somebody else that really helps your brain, like lock it in, formulate your view. And so I encourage everybody to try to teach something that you want to be really good at to someone else. Even if it's just like, Hey mom, can I like teach you the basics of community management for an hour? the process of trying to explain it to somebody else will make a difference in your own comprehension of it. In your own I mean, your mom might not like it, but yeah. Yeah. She may not. Be <laughs> <laughs> she was, or, she's pretty pumped when I taught her about Twitter though. Well, that, yeah, that's a little different, right? Cause everybody has some interest in Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you sang and taught singing or what? 
or um, play an instrument? Yeah. Or? yeah, I play the guitar and I sing and I've oh, never really? taught super formally, but you know, I've, I've taught people a few guitar chords here and there or some some basic vocal techniques and things like that. And Maybe we'll have you like uh, <laughs> uh, during one of these shows right before or podcast, we'll uh, just have you start playing and singing a song or something. What do you think? <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> come up with theme songs. I actually did this for um, the Zendesk holiday video in 2020, right? So this is the first year we couldn't all get together in person to have like uh, one of those amazing holiday parties that tech companies like to do. And so we did a virtual one and they were trying to figure out like, how do we make this fun? And how do we like show off the personality of our employees? And so they asked everybody to make like little short video clips of like, you know, something I'm grateful for, something I learned this year. And I, I decided to write a song about, awesome. about surviving 2020 at Zendesk. And it ended up being like the, uh, like in the middle of the video with a whole photo montage laid over it and everything like that. And, how long uh, is so it? Now what the song, it was like two minutes. Oh, you should send it over to but... me. I'll, I'll push it out here on uh, the YouTube and uh, <laughs> and I'll push it out on the podcast if you want. There you go. Well, like it's a bunch of inside jokes at Zendesk. Uh, so it might not make oh, sense to everybody else, but it was super <laughs> fun, right? And it was it was a cool opportunity to like, bring myself to work in, in a more authentic way. And a lot of people didn't know that, that side of it. me. So it was funny. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm seriously... <laughs> Gonna have you write a song about peers over beers <laughs> in a podcast go. or something like that, and I don't know, whatever you want to do, you should you should think about that. Um, All right, <laughs> one minute or two is fine. Um, yeah, I usually actually usually have my guitar propped up right here. It's just I think I remember seeing that before. Yeah, it's been in its case. Okay, for a couple of weeks here, but probably okay. time to pull back out. <laughs> yeah, Try, think about it. Just think about it. And let me know. Um, All right. <laughs> All right. So back. back to yeah, the topic of topic. learning and teaching and things like that. But no, that was fun. I, I kind of enjoy that, you know, love to hear it. Um, you know, as I kind of think about Reltio as an organization and, and their training, and, and even when you think about when somebody onboards for the first time, is something that, you know, we're working on in a big way. Uh, training, I'm not sure, you know, and, and more specifically yeah. community management. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be on me. <laughs> so, because as I hire, I'm going to have to figure out, you know, what's the best way to kind of do that. And I think in the beginning, it's probably just going to be more of um, hands-on type stuff. You know, if it's, mm -hmm. you know, if they have some years of experience, that's great. Let's figure out what that is and, and then try to, you know, hone in on the things that we're trying to do here at Relteo from a community standpoint. Um, but as you kind of grow, I assume that you can have to do something a little bit different, you know, because it can't be hands-on with everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done I don't some know. things like with my team, um, we've done a lot of like, let's all read the same book at the same time, right? So like maybe we'll take, um, you know, one of, you had Rich Millington on, uh, I think last yeah. week. Um, so we all picked up one of his books and read it and sort of literally did like a book club at work where we'd like, okay, we're all going to read chapter one. And we're going to talk about it in the team meeting on Monday. Um, and we'd had different people lead the discussions on, on each section. And it's, it's, it's kind of cool to go through those kinds of processes, um, with your team. And it's a good way to like, kind of do that education a little bit more, That's um, fun. we don't have to be hands-on with each person, right. But you can kind of do group learning. And so like we did that with the CMX MBA program last year. Yeah, we we all went through it together. Um, oh well, wow. and it was good because it, it got into some discussion, and I think it's also a good way to make sure you're leveling up the whole team, sort of yeah. at equal point, right? Everybody's hearing the same information, you're all engaging in the same conversation, so those kinds of things can be really handy. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like Zendesk offers a ton of like mentorship opportunities and leadership programs, and there's all sorts of professional development stuff. But when it comes to specifically community management, I've definitely had to kind of go seek that out. You know, it's, it's one of the things where you're sort of the, the tip of the spear of the organization, if you will, is like having to figure out what are those resources and who are those experts you can bring in and that kind of thing. And I think that's very interesting because in how you've done that, that's really a great way to kind of get everybody engaged and involved, but also it's like a team exercise. Um, you know, if, if you had to make me re read books, though, I'd be like, oh, I'd have to read the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent them all the books for Christmas and, and then I felt like I was a really lame boss just sending like work-related stuff. So I followed it up <laughs> with some treats. <laughs> I didn't want it to be like, Merry Christmas, here's more things to do for work. Um, read it now, read it before the end of the year. <laughs> so we can right? just discuss. With your time off, <laughs> please be thinking about work. No, it's definitely not what you want to set people up for. Um, but yeah, it, I think the other thing that I've really discovered, you know, thinking about going in and teaching, is sometimes we don't realize how much we know about a topic until you try to teach it to somebody that doesn't have the same knowledge and experience. And, you know, I've, I've hired some really amazing people on my team and some very experienced community managers. And it's easy for me to assume that they all have the same context and frame of mm -hmm. reference that I do because they're also experienced. But it was interesting, sometimes you get into these conversations go, oh, yeah, you know, like three of the people on my team have read this book, but two people haven't. And so they have a different frame of reference for a certain conversation or a yeah. certain process or workflow. And so it is helpful to just kind of get everybody on the same page and, and make sure and, um, you know, and I, kind of go through it step by step. And I think as a leader, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of get people to think like you in a way, you know, and uh, I'm not saying that they don't have their own ways of doing certain things, but, you know, you want to make sure that when you look at the strategy and the focus, where we should put our efforts and time, and uh, you, you want to get them on that same page and, and, and thinking about, you know, whether it's engagement, content strategy, and all that kind of stuff. And that, you know, if, if it's a support community, then, then we're writing stuff about support thought stuff, not, you know, thought leadership, because not saying that, that that's not important, but it's not that type of community, or I don't know, just making sure that we've got the same goals, we're, we're focused on the same things, and, you know, think like Nicole in a way without saying think like Nicole, <laughs> necessarily. Well, I don't know. You know. I think it's important to have, like, a common, like I said, frame of reference or framework and common yeah. vocabulary. It's also super valuable to have different points of view. Sure. Um, I have one person on my team who almost always brings in a different perspective mm -hmm. than the rest of us, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Um, because it's so helpful to have somebody that is looking at things from a different angle and it's making us question our decisions and make sure that we're really validating that what we're doing is the thing we want to be doing. Um, but to your point, you know, you do want to have some things where it's like, you've got a common ground to work from. Or when I say, Hey, I need a strategic outline. Everybody knows what that means. Yeah. And yeah. that was like something that I realized at one point where I was like, okay, everybody, I want your strategic outlines by this date. And they're like, hmm. not everybody knew what that meant, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, well, what what does that need to include? And so some people approach it from a more tactical level and some people approach it from a more philosophical level. And so we kind of had to have a common understanding. Hey, when we talk about putting together a strategy, what does that actually mean? What does that need to include? What level of fidelity are we talking about? It's um, a good point because that happens to me all the time. And yeah. I'll be on these, hey, Chris, I need your... Um, you know, your executive overview and, and your data around community. And I'm thinking, well, this is a new 
thing. So how is everybody else doing this executive overview? So I'm looking at, you know, how the customer's doing it, how marketing's doing it, how product's doing it, because, you know, I, I can have access to kind of their stuff. And, and generally, I'm not the first one to have to go do it. So I'm like, all right, looks like it looks like this. So I'm going to try it and see what happens, you know, and, you know, you'll get feedback. But it's a good point because things change a lot. But when you start thinking about the language of, you know, I need your strategic outlines. Well, what does that look like? You know, how do you do that? You know, because it's not, I make shit up all the time, you know, to be honest, like I, I just assume, okay, well, there's nobody here to guide me to do this, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try it and, you know, you try to be smart and look at what others have done, but you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a extremely good point, but I think it also helps them to, to know what a strategic outline is. Um, and, totally. and then when they have to go do something, you know, when they level up or when they have to get in front of, you know, a group of people to do it, you know, then they start talking about it, you know, and start kind of, people start having the same language as them eventually, I think, you know, but I like well, that. And something, something that's important is to be okay asking those questions and looking for those mm-hmm. examples. Um, earlier in my career, I felt like part of being an expert was like, I have to like come up with this from scratch and I have to yeah. invent my own version of it. Like, no, copy, borrow, yes. and then add your own spice to it and, and, you know, make it your own. But there's so few things you actually have to build from scratch without, you know, a little bit of help or support or things like that. And then there's some things, especially in the community industry, like there are really no well-known processes of like, Hey, if you're implementing user groups, here's what works. Yeah. <laughs> Follow this formula and implement this. And it should be successful at your organization as well. Now you may have to make a few adjustments, uh, you know, for your specific goals or your specific audience or something. But a lot in a lot of these cases, you know, I just want to like, don't go reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Go look at yeah. those resources out there. Go participate in the communities for community managers. Go watch those videos. Go listen to those yeah. podcasts. People have figured out how to do some of this stuff. And it's not to say there's not room for innovation, but you don't have to start at square one. You can you can probably start at square three. This is such a good point. It's like I was talking to uh, someone earlier today and, and they're building a community from scratch. And I was like, well, when you build a community from scratch and um, you know, this person was talking about, well, you know, all this customer's point of view and everything else. And it's like, you know, that's one way to do it. I was like, but when I go and build a, a community from scratch for a B2B company, I already know what they need. There's no community. So I already know. And if it's a support community, I know exactly what to go do. Exactly. Now I'm not saying I won't reach out to customers, but that's not the first thing I'm going to go do. I already know what they need. They have a problem somewhere or two with the product. So let's go figure out what those problems are and then start building, you know, like, and, and to me, that's just, you know, it, it, there's a formula that I'm not saying, hey, you need to use Chris Detzel's formula. What I'm saying is my formula has worked three or four places that I've been without fail, you know, and people love it, you know. And so there are a thousand different ways to go about it, but there are some ways that it just work, you know, and and that's a good point. You know, hey, I want to build a user group. I'm coming into cold to say, you know, do you have a proven way or at least a a methodology that has worked for you and the team? Yes, I do. This is what we did, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, um, and, I, and I think that's that's a great point and extremely important, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's really important is asking questions. A hmm. lot of people, especially when they're in a growth phase of their career, sort of have that imposter syndrome or yeah. 
you know, I don't want to ask questions because I don't want to look dumb or I don't want to ask questions because I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. And the thing I always tell people is the only time you're going to look dumb is if you didn't ask a question that you should have and you came in without the information you needed. And so it's like, always ask the question. You know, it's just like elementary school. Chances are somebody else in the room also has that question and is also scared to ask it. Um, and questions can provoke conversation and they can provoke, provoke deeper analysis. And so it's always like, if you're not sure, go ask. And if the person yeah. you asked didn't know, go find someone that does. And, and it speaks back to the importance of building up that network and in engaging with other professionals across the industry. You know, just like you and I are doing here, it's, it's so critical to being successful in this, in this field. Yeah, it is. And I was thinking about when you said that, if you're not asking questions and you just kind of make some shit up, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't ever make some shit up, but maybe sometimes, but if you know that your boss might know or other people in the industry might know, and you just take a crack at it, I guess that's good, but you could look really dumb, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're not doing the research and you're not trying to ask those questions. And the other thing is, it's for those that haven't built up the network. That's just part of the journey, right? You know, you, you just yeah. have to start asking, get out there, you know, and, and, and that's another skill, you know, that will be under your belt. All of a sudden, you know, you're going to have all these people helping you. If you spend, I, I literally, I've spent years networking with people yep. doing this. Yep. I mean, years. And so I got to the point, like, even with this peers over beers, for example, now, you know, I'll find somebody interesting like you. And I was like, you know, she has some interesting things to say. She'd been there for a long time. You know, why, you know, I don't know if she'd be interested, but maybe she'll want to do the podcast with me. And so I just asked and you're like, yeah, I would love to. We didn't know each other from anything, you know, besides seeing each other on LinkedIn every now and then or Twitter, I don't know, whatever, you know, and, and you just have to ask, you just have to get out there and, and push to build that network up. You know, I mean, if I didn't ask you, then I would never know you really, you know, like I might get lucky and see you at a conference or something one day, you know, now, you know, next time we see each other, or when we see each other, we're going to have a great discussion around whatever, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's extremely important, you know? Um, Absolutely. And it helps build your career in so many ways, right? It's uh -huh. not just the skill sets you build and things like that. But like, um, you know, I've hired people because, oh, I, I met that guy at a conference three years ago and I mm -hmm. saw his talk and I know he's a really good presenter. And so when you've got a field of a hundred applicants for a role, they're going to stand out. That person's going to stand out. You already know something about them. You know more information about them. You know a skill set that they have. And you know it doesn't have to be presenting at conferences. We've used that example a couple of times, but it can be something as simple as just reaching out and being like, "Hey, would you have a twenty-minute Zoom conversation?" I mean, I try to do this multiple times a month. I will yeah. surf around both my company directory and then also LinkedIn or community things and just find somebody that I don't know that looks interesting. It's like can I grab 20 minutes with you and just learn about what you do? And every time it has resulted in a, you know, a fun conversation. And oftentimes it's resulted in some further down the line things. You know, I had one internal coffee conversation that turned into me getting my hands on a report I'd never had access Let's to see. because I was like, data science, <laughs> I'm interested. Let's talk about that. And yeah. once we started talking about what we did, it was like, oh, well, I could help you with this and I could do this. And, you know, that worked out or, you know, you reached out on LinkedIn and look, now I'm on a podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully you keep coming. Um, I like that. You get me started thinking and, and it's, yeah. networking is more than just, just reaching outside of, you know, your company. It, I, I like that a lot because one, when I first start a company at a company, 
you know, I'll start, I'll just, get on, I'll just start looking through the directory because I know the people that I want to talk with. I don't know, know them personally, but I know that, you know, the smart people I need, the leaders I need. And so I'll probably have 40 or 50 conversations in two weeks, literally. But mm-hmm. something else I've been, I've done at other companies and sort of this one, it seems like when somebody new comes now, they just want to talk to me because their boss says, go talk to Chris Detzel and these other people, right? <laughs> but new people are fine, but, you know, they don't know the job yet, you know, and, and so they don't know what they're going to do. I, I like what you said is, what I like to do, and I did this previously, is every year I'd, I'd make a, uh, an effort, like in January or February, to go talk to 10 or 15 new people I've never talked to or haven't talked to in a really long time that have probably been with the company, I don't know, six months or a year or whatever, you know, just because just they have knowledge of their job, knowledge of what's going on. So that, like you said, you know, you get to learn about a report that you didn't know about that you're highly interested in, or you get to know about a, a, a place that maybe community or that you can help with, or they can help you with, or, you know, you just don't know. And, and there's just lots of opportunity and in, um, in your own organization to network and get to know it. And, you know, what happens is, is kind of, even for your staff, if your staff were to do something like that, you know, all of a sudden they're going to start building these really cool relationships and, and maybe discover something that has never been done before and that is truly innovative and really cool, you know, and, 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 and that they want to try and then they start trying it and, oh my God, this is amazing. Or maybe it's not, but at least you tried it. You know, it, it opens the doors for a lot of different things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think that is so true. And it's, it's always amazing, you know, when you run into somebody or you do one of those like sort of spontaneous coffees and like, I had no idea this thing was happening at the company, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, how would I have ever known this program was here? But gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could work together on this or integrate the community somehow or, you know, bring these things together? And I, I can't tell you how many times that's turned into just really neat stuff happening. Yeah. Um, whether it in my career so- or for the community or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it turns out to be something really cool. Sometimes it doesn't. But then, you know, three months down the road or eight months down the road, that person might reach out to you because they remember you reached out to them and they need this thing. And, you know, it just, it's just so important to, especially as community leaders, community managers, you know, to, to do that, you know, that's sometimes it's not a strength of people, you know, they just don't do that, you know, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this, this particular job kind of should push us to do that one way or another, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, community plays into so many parts of the business Uh, and, you know, I don't know that it's completely unique to community, but I feel like community is pretty special in the way that it can connect with so many departments. And it's, it's such a key thing to, to be well-known across your organization and to know what other parts of the organization are doing. And as, as community leaders, you know, one of our jobs is to be the expert in letting other people know what the community can do. I think that's, that's something that I've, I've seen come up sometimes. They will no, you know, nobody asked me to bring the community into this. Yeah. And most of the, most of the stuff that I bring my team into, I bring us into, right. I'll be in a meeting yeah. and say, Hey, you know what, we can do this in the community to support that effort. Or, Hey, why don't we republish that? Or why don't we pull this thing out yeah. of the community and source it over here? And it really is about sort of inserting that. And I think, I think sometimes doing those kinds of networking, it can feel like a, oh, when I have time for it, or it's a nice to have. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that it's one of the most important things for people to do is just find that 20 minutes, once or twice a week, maybe even just block time on your calendar, be like every Thursday, yeah, I'm going to have a Zoom coffee with somebody. (laughs) Whoever it is. 
internal, external, whatever. I'm going to meet somebody new and learn a little bit from them. Yeah, I think I, I find myself over the years pushing myself to do the uncomfortable a lot, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think if you're not doing that, then you can't grow, you know, I mean, it's like, um, I'll give you a small example. And, you know, I'm very comfortable presenting all things community. I'm really good at finding the stories and presenting the stories, talking about the stories and the value and things like that. What I'm not necessarily comfortable with is something presenting on something new. So let's just mm-hmm. say, you know, I now own the Relto Executive Council. And so, you know, it's a bunch of executives and, and our executives and, you know, um, and our customers, their executives, right? Getting together, talking about roadmaps and all these other things. And, you know, one is, um, and maybe it's kind of this fear, fear of, you know, being in front of executives. It's not that I'm fearful of being in front of executives, but if I have to present something, you know, to these people about, something that's new to me, like this executive council, like, you know, our CEO is like, who's going to present the information from, you know, a readout, you know, about the executive council. And I'm thinking maybe somebody else will step up to that, but nobody <laughs> else is going to step up to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? and, it, and it's not necessarily presenting in front of us. It's like, what's the content that I need mm-hmm. to present in front of them? You know, like that's the hard part for me is like, what is it that they, I need to push on this PowerPoint? That's probably only, two slides or three, you know, yep. and, and I'm like, I don't really know. It was good. Here's the readout. Here's, you know, what we accomplished. And I don't know. So that to me is stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, and, and you know, people are like, even my uh, CTO and founder, he goes, I said, oh, I was so nervous for that meeting. And he goes, what? You're nervous? Yeah, I get nervous. And, you know, I want it to go well and all these things. And generally it does, but, you know, you just have to, I feel like be comfortable with being uncomfortable a lot, you know, I mean, because with community, I think this is with a lot of jobs. So we're talking about community, but you know, it's because it's a community podcast, but still with what we do is just to me is sometimes are feeling uncomfortable a lot now, but being also smart and, and confident in what I do, you know, but I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but that's just one little example. Well, I think, you know, the thing that you said is you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think it is so true that like, if you are comfortable with what you're doing most of the time, yeah, you're probably not growing very much, right? Yeah. And it's not that you have to be uncomfortable all the time. Nobody's going to function well if they're constantly in high state <laughs> stress either. But I think one of the things that is really key for people that want to grow in their careers and expand their success and that kind of thing is you do have to challenge yourself and you kind of got to teeter on the edge of uncomfortable more often than not. And it's okay to like go do something uncomfortable and then like take a break and go back to your comfort zone for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But you got to keep pushing yourself and getting out there and whether that's presenting or learning something new or just putting yourself out there to network. It is so key because most of the time what you're going to find out is that thing you were so scared of like, it isn't that scary. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to learn all, something. And these people are going to say, oh, you did amazing. You did great. And then they start asking a bunch of questions and you're like, okay. Well, yeah. I, like, I think we all think that like everybody's going to like call us out or like other people know so much more than we do. And, and the reality is most people are learning as they go. Most people are building their skill sets as they go through. And, you know, something I always tell my team members is like, you weren't hired because you were going to know exactly what to do all the time. Yeah. You were hired because I believe in your ability to figure it out. Yeah. And that's really the key is that um, 
it's it's about being able to ask the questions and think through something and go figure out the answer. It's not about rolling up to a job and knowing 100% of it from day one. If you if you roll up to a job and you know 100% from day one, you have taken a job that is too junior for you. And you should be <laughs> taking a more senior job and getting paid more for it. Yeah, you make a good point. And um, oh, I forgot my train of thought and I thought it was so good. Oh, sorry. But, I didn't mean to derail you. Not you. <laughs> I, I had it and then I, I kind of lost it. I, I derail the conversation usually. Um, but I, I do think that's a good point because, oh, I think that when you look at um, being the expert in your field, you're going to know, especially in an organization, you're going to know 100 times more than the person that is in product or most likely, you know, or yeah. most of the organization. So have confidence in that piece, right? Like, okay, you know, Nicole knows a lot. You know, she's been doing this for a long time. But you know what? The second uh, person that knows the most is you you know, or whatever. And, and maybe, you know, about certain areas that Nicole doesn't, you know, or a little bit more or those kinds of things. But I think, you know, you just have, I think confidence is the key to kind of think about like when I went to Imperva uh, several years ago, you know, I was used to, I had a, a boss that would really help me kind of think through certain things about community because I wasn't the expert. But when I went to Imperva, I was the one starting the community from scratch. And so I had to be, I was uncomfortable all the time, you know, getting in front of leadership, you know, and I'm thinking, holy shit, you know, but then I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I was serious. Like I had to uh, present in, the C- in front of the CEO staff. I had to present in front of the entire company, especially in the beginning, because yeah. I had to get the community kind of rolling. And so what I had to do was one is have confidence that I knew for the most part, what I was talking about. I didn't know everything, but that was what I was afraid of is that I might be stumped or I might be, you know, and, and then just practice, you know, have that presentation, practice, don't just throw this presentation together and just don't practice it. Because if you do, you, you could fail and say ums a lot. I'd say ums a lot already, you know, and, uh, but I think that's the key is a person told me one time, she, she said, um, she was a leader and she's my boss, her boss's boss. And I, and I made a call of uh, a vendor selection and I said, Hey, because somebody wanted to go with Salesforce, for example, communities. And I was like, well, and, and they were pushing hard. And I said, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And, and well, I, I wanted to say it wasn't a good idea. And I wasn't sure how to say that. And I was scared because that person was above me. You know, that, and, right. and so what I did was, I said, you know, I'm going to take a chance. I have nothing to lose. I'm supposed to be the expert here. And, and I didn't right. want Salesforce communities, whatever it's called now. I, I just didn't want it. You know, it's like, that's not a good idea. The, the amount of work and time and effort and money. And so I did, I, I made the call. I said, I don't think we should go to Salesforce. This is why. And this is what I think we should go do. A, look at these vendors and do this and, and maybe even talk to Salesforce. And, and uh, that leader said, Chris, that's exactly why we hired you so that you would make decisions like this. You're the expert. From then on, I was the expert. You know what I mean? What did that feel? What did that feel like for you? It was awesome. It gave, it empowered me, you know, to, yeah. to be the expert and just, you know, and then one last story uh, on that piece, because I think it's important. So when I came to Reltio, I, I had confidence. I knew exactly what I was going to do, but what I didn't know is it's under or understood at the time was kind of the politics. And sometimes you want to play the politics and mm-hmm. but you don't always want to go there and just 
well, this is what I'm going to go do this, you know, that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> or, or you just, you just have a little bit of, uh, what, what do I do? And then I got on a call and I was nervous with the CTO and founder of Reltio. And I was talking to him about it. I said, wait, what's the politics like? You know, because I want to go look at a vendor because I can just get this going really quick, but I just want to make sure. He goes, Chris, he goes, we hired you as the expert and you just need to make a decision and go. We just want you to go because we need this up and running and as fast as possible. I say, like, that's all I needed. I was done. And, and within three or four months, the community was up and running and gone. You know what I mean? And, and so I think, Allow yourself to be that expert, have that confidence, and just go at it. You know, I mean, if somebody gives yeah. you that much freedom and says in, in their leaders, you know, you just have to go for it. I think I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is all about confidence. And sometimes you gotta shake it till you make it a little bit and just take a deep breath and exactly. trust yourself, right? And chances are you will get somebody who'll say, see, that's why we hired you. Exactly. And it's, uh, it can be scary, especially the first time you do it. You know, I think back um, a few years ago uh, when I was at a little bit more junior level and the first time I had to go present to C-staff. Mm. And man, we spent <laughs> months getting ready for that and rehearsing it. Like I had like two slides. It was like my whole team, right? We were a team of managers and we each had like two or three slides for our section. And I spent so long like preparing, getting ready. We went in and it like, went so well. And like, now I do quarterly and sometimes monthly updates for C staff and I'll, great. you know, I still spend a fair amount of time preparing my slides and getting ready and being thoughtful about it. But we're not talking months. We're talking a week or two maybe to yeah. get ready. And so it does get better with practice and it is scary the first time you do it, but it's such an important thing to go do and, and skill set to build up. Now it is. One time I had to, when I was at Imperva, present in front of C staff and I had all these, it's, you only get supposedly 15 minutes and mm-hmm. so I put together like five slides and I, I practiced and said some stuff. And, you know, when I get, I finally got in there, you know, I'm sweating, my uh, pits are kicking, you know, and everything else. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, you know, but I went in there with confidence and everything else. And I didn't even get through the slides. Like I went to one slide and they just started asking me a bunch of question after question after question, but it was good because yep. I pretty much knew all the answers. <laughs> I knew kind of what they were. And I was like, well, I prepared these slides. It was good, but I didn't use them, <laughs> you know, but. And it's okay, right? Because yep. sometimes the act of preparing the information gets yep. it in your head. And then when they start throwing those questions at you, like, have you ever had that experience when someone asks you questions and you start answering it? You're like, wow, that sounds really good. I know what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing here, right? Um, and so yeah. sometimes it's sort of, it kind of goes back to where we started. Like when you're teaching other people things, hmm. that's oftentimes when you realize how much you actually know about a topic and how much yeah. expertise you actually have. Um, and and it, I think it's really easy to forget sort of like, you know, for somebody that doesn't do this at all and they're coming in fresh. Yeah, yeah. Things that feel basic can can sound really impressive and that kind yeah, of thing. Right. And, you know, executives are definitely gonna ask hard questions sometimes. And I've, yeah. some, everybody's got a different styles. Some people let you like get to your slides and make your case and then ask the questions and others will just like, Sentence number two, they're in there saying, okay, so what's the, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> talk me through the money on this. How is this going to impact the business? What's going on? Tell me your yeah. strategy. Um, but yeah, I think you find that once you prepare it, you know the information. And if, if they're asking the questions, that's a great sign. It means that people are interested. It means they're thinking about it. It means they want to hear what you think. And that's, that's a really cool thing. It is. And 
sometimes you're not going to know the answer and you just got to be upfront. Don't make shit up. And, you know, just, uh, (laughs) no, I'm serious. I I had a question uh, the other day, like a week or two ago. And my CEO goes, Chris, competitors, who are all of our competitors, you know, in the space that has a community and what are these communities doing and blah, blah, blah. And I knew one competitor that had a community that is doing pretty well and has been doing it for a long time. The others, I knew that we had some, but it's been a while since I looked at it. I said, I said, I know one competitor and that's everybody talks about. And it's really all I know. I was like, so <laughs> I think they've been doing it for a while and then they've been doing pretty well. Uh, well, can we look at their SEO? Well, I was like, I'm pretty sure we can't, but you know, I'll have to get back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but, no, that's always the key. You know, maybe you don't know the answer, but it's, let me, let me go do a little looking into that and I'll, I'll get back yeah. to you with that information. Make sure you do, you know, just, you know, that's yep. just part of it. You can't know everything. And, you, and, 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 you know, he'll, he'll, my CEO respected that. And, and I think that's the key. So, um, well, Nicole, it's been good. Yeah. It's always, always a pleasure, Chris. We always cover so much ground. <laughs> I think so. I think we've solved that problem of, uh, you know, training and, uh, and, and learning as you go and connecting with people. I mean, it's solved, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've just solved all the, all the problems right there. <laughs> exactly. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on for, to another peers over beers, Nicole. I'm Chris Detzel and. And I'm Nicole Saunders. And, and thanks so much for having me again, Chris. All right. Thank you. <laughs>